The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living. In our first half hour, we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects, which is about life and about aging in a very positive way. I'm actually writing a book called Aging Up, so this is very, very fascinating to me and so important. My guest is Dr. Janet Taylor. She's an expert, she's a psychiatrist, and she's a thought leader at Life Reimagined, which is part of AARP and one of their programs. Life Reimagined understands the way that a good night's sleep is detrimental to your health, to your eating behavior, and to your state of mind. That's why Dr. Janet Taylor created her Sleep Better activity on lifereimagined.org. And we're going to be talking about this program, the benefits of sleep. We're also going to be talking about exercising and relaxing and healthy lifestyle habits. Again, my guest is Dr. Janet Taylor. Welcome, Dr. Taylor. Thank you so much, Patricia. Okay, great to have you on the show. So let's talk about your program, Sleep Better. And how is this whole program, LifeReimagined.org, part of AARP? So LifeReimagined.org is a, um, well, it really is online and offline activities that individuals can go on to help them figure out their what's next. And we know that as we get older, as the book you said you're writing, Aging Up, there really is a lot more to look forward to. And so in an attempt to help people organize their lives around their what's next, there are a series of um, things that we call snacks where people can go on and find out about relationships or work or healthier living that they can do at their own pace. And it's meant to make individuals think and foster ideas about what they want, but also give practical tools and tips that they can implement and put into practice. Oh, that's great. So important. One of the things you really talk a lot about is sleeping better and how I think a lot, of a, a lot of people don't realize how important sleep is. We talk about exercise, we talk about diet, we talk about our attitude, but we often gloss over sleep and yet that's one of the most important factors. Talk about that. Well, so sleep really is a way that we recharge and our brain recharges, and so it's very needed. And what we know is that as individuals age, as much as we gain in wisdom and and life experience, sometimes our sleep experience can be uh, affected by different things. For some people, it may be the fact that they don't have any underlying medical problems, um, but their sleep is just interrupted. They may have trouble falling asleep, trouble staying asleep, and they don't have as restful of sleep. Others may have chronic medical conditions like chronic pain. Um, if you have uh, medical conditions like diabetes or other medical problems or even 
insomnia, which is a medical condition, you might find that your sleep is affected. And so what's interrupted is your ability to focus and concentrate, to remember. You might find that you're um, less alert and more sleepy during the day. Um, You can be more irritable. Um, Sometimes conditions like depression and anxiety can lead to sleep disturbances. So as we get older, we spend less time in deep sleep and REM sleep, and so that lighter sleep makes us wake up not feeling as, as rested. Okay. Something you write I find very interesting. I'm curious about this. You say use only SSS for your bed, meaning either sleep, sex, or sick. Avoid work, technology, and TV, and opt for the couch instead. Why can't I use my computer in my bed to do work, and why can't I watch TV (laughs) for my bed? Yes, I do. (laughs) Like most of us, right? But especially if you're having trouble sleeping, the, the, the real focus, I mean, you want to condition your brain and body when you get into your bed to think of it as a place of rest. Um, and so if you are doing a lot of work, your brain's going to be more stimulated. You know, as uh, there are a lot of unconscious patterns that happen that our brain is triggered by that you may not even be aware of. So it's one thing if you have a book that, you know, you might want to read before you go to sleep. But if you're consciously doing work, and you're in bed, and then you turn off the light and try to go to sleep, you might find that you're really distracted. So it's, it's really a matter of making your bedroom and your bed a sanctuary and a place that when you get into it, unless you are having sex or, you know, you're sick and recuperating, you really want to think of it as a comfortable place where you can go to sleep. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So I think what you're saying is that would be a general rule. Now, if, now, however... If you can fall asleep easily in your bed and you have a sanctuary, you know, if you want to watch TV once in a while or work from your bed, mm-hmm. how do you feel about that? I mean, it, you know, it's all up to individuals. And, and the tips really are, are geared for people who might find that they're having trouble either falling asleep or staying asleep and want to really implement some practices that can help them down the line. But if you're one of those people who you can do everything in your bed and when it's time to go to sleep, it's you know, lights out, you're asleep, that's fine. I'm certainly not advocating that you make those kind of changes. But if, if you find that you're starting to have some problems, to really pay attention to the habits that you have, especially around your sleep. Because as we know, sleep is an important factor for your overall health. And, and like anything, prevention is key. So before there's a problem, just start paying attention to those little nuggets that may be can stir you or stimulate into making some changes that can help down the line. Well, and there's something else you say I think is very important. You talk about natural light. And mm-hmm. um, you say that sun helps regulate melatonin, which does yes. Im- impact our sleep cycle, so that you should take regular walks outside or open the curtains when you wake up to expose yourself to sunlight. Yes. You know, our brain is, is regulated by many things. And certainly um, with sleep-wake cycles, Light that we get in and light that we don't have can really send a message to our brain where it's time to relax or time to be alert and wake up. So, if, if it, you know, as we get older, the darker the room is, the better we sleep. And so if you can learn to start regulating that, especially if you're having trouble sleeping, to sleep in a dark, dark room and when it's time to wake up to get your brain going, get your body going by exposing it to natural light, that's one thing. The other yeah. factor is 
during the day when you're out exercising, and it's another reason to, for our overall health, not just to pay attention to certain body parts that we have, but to think about the benefit of regular exercising, not just making your heart and lungs and body stronger, but also being exposed to light can help your brain and also help your body with what it needs. Yeah, and now what I do is I actually keep my shades open, like, you know, not all the way shut, but open before I go to sleep so that in the morning the light is coming in. And that's what cues you to wake up and, yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it, 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 you know, these are not absolute tips, Patricia, but really to have people think about what works for them. Right. And even talk about it, you know, with their friends or if it, you know, makes people more interested to go read more about it because at the end of the day, our health is individual, what works for us is individual, but, you know, there are more than one uh, solutions if we're having some kind of problem. Certainly sleep for many individuals is a big problem. All right, and here's another one you have about sleeping. You say exercise early, avoid working out three hours before your normal bedtime. This will help your body, re- body relax and allow for a better sleep. Right. There have been numerous studies that show that people who exercise right before they go to bed do not have as restful a sleep. And so, again, if you're having issues, and for those people who can go right to sleep, that's wonderful. But if you're having trouble falling asleep, just examine what time you are exercising. And if possible, exercise earlier in the morning, and that gives your body and brain a chance to settle down and, and get ready for whatever you have during the day, but also as you go to sleep, you're winding down instead of doing something that may stimulate your brain. Yeah, very good. All right, we have a few minutes to break, and then we're going to come back. Another one you talk about is relax, having a routine that will help you sleep better, which could be meditation. It could be a bath. Talk about that. Well, sure. I mean, to the extent that we can, you know, help ourselves and our brains relax, in a natural way, it's very important. And frequently, one of the issues that people report when they try to go to sleep is that their mind's racing, they're thinking about things, they have lists of, of activities they haven't done or have done. And so when you notice that, there are things that you can do basically with your breath in terms of relaxation, um, even if you incorporate noise in your bedroom or think a calm thought to really center everything around your breath and, and try to relax yourself from the top of your head to the tip of your toes and get yourself in, in a state that helps you relax. If you have trouble doing that, then certainly there are certain teas that you can drink that are non-caffeinated, sometimes smelling a little bit of lavender, sometimes even just taking yourself to a relaxed place can help. On lifeimagine.org um, and part of my sleep snack, I have a guided meditation that you can even listen to. But the key is to really understand the cues that your body's sending you and finding ways to notice and relax so that you can hopefully ease into a restful sleep. All right, very good. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk also about journaling before you go to bed or when you wake up. My guest is Dr. Janet Taylor, and she's an expert psychiatrist and thought leader at LifeReimagined.org, which is part of the AARP program. And we're talking about sleep, but we're also going to be talking in the second uh, part of this interview about how stress affects the body, about some other meditation and relaxation techniques, about journaling. And uh, you are listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back.
Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tired of lackluster results with your marketing? Craving more leads in your business? Tune into the Mojo Marketing Edge with the team behind Mojo Global Marketing, Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez. Winners of the Marketer of the Year, they will show you how to generate daily leads, build databases of raving fans, and close deals faster than ever before. See what's hot right now and how you can tap into it to generate an endless supply of customers and clients. The Mojo Marketing Edge can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com. Now, back to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome back to Patricia Raskin Positive Living. And my guest is Dr. Janet Taylor. She's an expert psychiatrist and thought leader at LifeReimagine.org, which is part of AARP. She understands the way that a good night's sleep is detrimental to your health, eating behavior, and state of mind. And she has created a sleep better program and activity on LifeReimagine.org, which we talked about in the first part. But we're going to talk more about the whole idea of staying healthy and, and reimagining our lives. So welcome back, Dr. Taylor. Thank you, Patricia. All right. Yes, let's talk about... In, in terms of sleep, you know, you can sleep well, but if you're abusing your body, if you're not moving, if you're not eating well, and you're hanging out with people that are Debbie Downers, <laughs> you know, you're going to have nightmares. <laughs> well, you know, what? a lot of times we think about sleep as the thing you do at the end of the day, but in reality, there are things that you can do during your day that can help prepare you to have a good night's sleep. And so I think that's a really positive way to think about it in terms of investing in yourself during the day can really pay off when you're trying to get that good night's sleep. Hey, give us an example. So one example certainly um, is regular exercise. Um, We know that that gets the endorphins going, your body feels better, and and in many ways it can get a little tired and make you, when you go to bed, make you have a a better night's sleep. The other way, and you mentioned our our positive thoughts. I mean, there is no downside to um, having positive thoughts or when something happens that makes you question something or maybe maybe even something that makes you sad or angry to ask yourself what's another way to look at it because if you can stay in the moment deal with issues deal with feelings including negative feelings when they happen then you can move on so you're less likely to carry them throughout your day and certainly when you put your head on the pillow at night 
all of those issues that you may not have resolved or, you know, you tucked away come back. And so one way to do that is to be mindful, stay in the moment, handle issues at the time that they happen, and then just learn to let things go. Yeah, and I have found, too, going back to what you said about exercise, I do exercise regularly, and I really love it. And I find that that really does help me. I mean, I I don't have an issue with sleeping. I mean, sometimes I get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and I'm sure that a lot of people do. However, mm-hmm. I find that I when I when my head hits the pillow, I go to sleep. And I think if I didn't exercise, I think, I, I don't know if it would be that easy. Well, it, it, I mean, because the one thing that exercise does is really help our stress levels, you know, As we are on the phone talking during this interview right now, as your listeners are going throughout their day, their brains, our brains are always working to see if we're safe and secure. And that requires a lot of energy and a lot of effort that we may not feel at the time. But, you know, you can think of exercise, you can think of eating in a healthy way as as fuel to keep our brains healthy, to keep our bodies active. But it it really, exercise really helps with the activity that is happening throughout our body that we're not even aware of. And certainly stressful situations, which we all have stress in our lives at one point or another, but exercise really helps break up the stress that's not from not being constant in our bodies and provides that balance that we need. Yeah, I'd like you to talk a little bit about exercise, though, in terms of moderation. You know, there's a big uh, there's a big push right now for CrossFit, which is very, very strenuous. And I've mm-hmm. talked to trainers about this who said, well, it's great for folks who are younger. But, you know, if we're 50, 60 plus, and, you know, we're pushing you know, big mowers and big things across, we can injure ourselves. So talk about moderation and common sense in exercise, particularly as we get older. Well, I think the common sense is that you listen to your body. And certainly there are individuals who are older um, who are very fit and can do things that people, you know, half their age cannot do. Uh-huh. So I think it, it's a conversation that everybody should have with their doctors and also their trainers. And in no way would I ever suggest that someone who's older um, that there's nothing or something they can't do. But I would say to listen to your body. Um, certainly if you start feeling twinges of pain or you, let's say you have an exercise in months, I would not go out with a strenuous um, activity plan. I would certainly do things in moderation and build up to it or certainly with a trainer or someone who can help you monitor your heart rate and also monitor how you're doing physically. But, you know, I think the, the, the sky's the limit in the sense of how we can push ourselves because no matter how old you are, there's still quite a bit of reserve that we have, but to listen to your body, you know, do it um, under a doctor's supervision, get a trainer if you're really trying to scale up your exercise activity. But the key point is you can be active in many ways. And if you are someone who is very sedentary, then even doing a little bit of activity may give you the boost that you need. Mm-hmm. Very good. All right. Now let's talk about the big F word, which is food. <laughs> I mean, you know, is it low carb? Is it low fat? Is it gluten free? Is it sugar free? Is it salt? I mean, you know, after a while, Janet, you don't know what to eat anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, certainly there are a lot of fads and diets out there, but I I think, you know, it's from a calorie standpoint, you know, it's all energy. So certainly what we put in, we need to be able to expend out, which speaks to exercise. And if, and so all obviously, um, you know, even though I'm not crazy about this word, but successful aging, people who age the best typically are individuals who 
eat a diet that um, is, is healthier in the sense of it, it has, you know, higher protein, you know, lower sense of energy, for, I mean, less energy from um, sweets and, and, and carbs and, you know, drinking a lot of water and certainly um, getting uh, foods that are, are higher in, in the omega-3 and antioxidants. So however that combination is for you, whether it's portion control or not snacking in between, um, not overindulging in um, wine, which can have high calories and, and, and sugars, then I think that works for you. But the point is to really monitor what you're eating, balance it with exercise, and, um, you know, get gets back to getting a good night's sleep and also positive because studies have shown that individuals who have a source of social support, you know, meaning one or two friends that they trust, um, and can talk to who are positive thinkers and also exercise and eat in ways that they're mindful, tend to live longer, healthier lives, and that's what it's all about. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about journaling. That's one of the suggestions you have before you go to sleep, but um, also you can journal when you first get up in the morning. Talk about that and how that can help people. Well, so, you know, before, before you go to sleep, it's helpful to journal so that if you're having issues that concern you, if you're having racing thoughts, you can write, put it down, close the book, um, put it across the room, and, and hopefully not think about it. But it's about discharging those thoughts that may keep you up. And when you wake up first thing in the morning, there's a lot of free association that happens. And it, it, I find it really helpful just to write without self-monitoring and just release whatever you have and then going about your day. And, again, these are patterns that some people like and by others um, it may be difficult to create a habit about it. But at least if you um, find that you're having trouble expressing yourself, no matter what time of the day it is, I find it's always helpful to write something and just get it out you know, put it down, come back to it, or even if there's something you want to talk about later, to do that. Yeah, so again, so it can help. And you know, also too, sometimes journaling can help you if, you, if you're going to write later, you're going to write a book, or you're going to write an article, or a column, or a poem, you can go back yeah. and pull some of those things. Well, and absolutely, because, you know, it's like anything that you do and you want to do well, you need to get in the habit of making it a practice. And so, um, Writing down what you feel, again, without self-censoring and just free-flowing and getting the thoughts out um, certainly is a way that you can go back and look at what you were thinking. And in, and in many ways, I think sometimes we are so busy in our lives that we don't take stock in, in our wins and, and we don't really know enough about um, our gifts. Um, and our ta- talents and the impact that we can make with them. Um, and so I think when you go back and look at things that you've accomplished, you can take those experiences and help them as you come across either the next struggle or something that you're trying to make better. And lifereimagine.org um, and life, uh, Life Reimagine, there are a number of snacks and exercises that people can go on that ask you to do things like write a couple of lines or think about an issue or ways that you can really take a creative approach to your own life. So I think your viewers, if they go on the Life Reimagined and lifereimagined.org might find different exercises that, in fact, can help them. All right. Very good. What would be your overall message, uh, Dr. Janet Taylor, regarding your program, lifereimagined.org, what AARP is trying to do with brain health? What would you say is your – what would you like to leave our listeners with? I, I would say don't believe the hype about – 
you know, getting older, there's a natural decline. Um, as many uh, mainstream media, what you read, what you see would really have you believe that there's some deficit model. I think that from my own personal experiences, I've gotten older, I've gotten wiser, and really find that there's a lot of um, interesting aspects of my life still yet to do. And so the point is, it's not about how much time we have left on this earth, it's what we do with it. And I would just urge all your listeners to really pay attention to that and figure out what they want to do with the rest of their lives because there's plenty of time, but, you know, let's get it going now. Wow. Amen and amen to all of what you just said. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on the program. Thank you. And keep up your good work. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. Dr. Janet Taylor, expert psychiatrist and thought leader at LifeReimagined.org. Take a look at that, folks, because it gives you some fabulous ideas about about reinventing and reimagining your life at any age, but particularly 50 plus. And um, we'll just have to have you come back, Dr. Taylor. I'd love to. Thank you All so right. much. Thanks so much. I stand in line for a minute. Thanks. All right. Uh, coming up next uh, will be our second half hour. We'll be on. And uh, we have another guest. So stay tuned right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. I'm Patricia Raskin with Patricia Raskin Positive Living. Stay tuned. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.